Good evening. I'd like to invite you to turn with me over to James chapter 4. James chapter 4 this evening. I've been studying from this uh, particular chapter, and I'd like to share some things with you this evening. So I want to invite you again to turn with me over to James chapter 4. I'll begin to read at James chapter 4, and I just ask that you follow along with me. And I hope that uh, as we read together, that God would reveal to us some things that we uh, need to know in order to truly glorify Him. I'm convinced that is what we're here for. We're here to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So before we begin, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. I pray right now, Father, that you would fill, even, fill each and every one of us with your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, as we read, that you would teach us, Father, about those things which we need to know in order to truly glorify you. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. James chapter 4, it reads, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. Notice that. Kill and covet. But you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. This is pretty heavy up to this point. I want to share with you some things that I think as a Christian you must know. One of the things that you must know is that the Bible reveals that from the very beginning, beginning with our first parents, Adam and Eve, we as a people have fallen into an estate of sin and misery. We are in a place, or at a place, I should say right now, where our whole entire nature is bent on sinning against God. Without the grace of God, we can do nothing but sin against God. Now, this doesn't mean that we are beyond repair. This doesn't mean that we are beyond being lifted up by God, 
being saved by God or anything like that. But what it does mean is that we're in trouble, deep trouble. We're, each day when we rise, we have to think about this and we have to get into a place where we are dependent on God to give us what we need in order to truly do the things that he wants from us, that he asks from us, the things that he directs us to do. The author here reveals to us that we don't naturally submit to God. That's basically what he's describing here. He's describing our inability to, to submit to God. That is to yield to God. To accept God. God's will for us. To yield to his, his force, his power from day to day. And God allows us to do this out of his mercy and his love for us. God has a problem with us, people of God. And that's basically what this author is saying right here. Verse 4. The author goes on to say, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirits he calls to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? And I want to stop there. And again, I just want to bring into focus here my main point tonight. And that is, is that God directs each and every one of us as Christians to submit to Him. We are to yield to the force of God. We are to accept His authority in our life from day to day. We are to begin each day with the dependence on Him. 
Now, as I have said earlier, the problem is, is that naturally, naturally, we don't have that ability. And so we, we need to pray each day for God to give us the Spirit of God to come inside of us and to change our inward person. To change, to destroy even the old nature and replace it with a new nature. The nature after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For you see, it was Jesus that God sent to save us from sin. That is to deliver us from the authority of sin. Sin is powerful. It has, it is so powerful that it blinds us even to our own sinful acts, to the things that we do against God. And so the only way we can come from under sin is by deliverance from a sovereign God. Only way we can be delivered from our sins, be forgiven, we have to be forgiven of our sins. We have to pay a price for our sinful acts. And the price is life. The problem is that none of us can pay that price. Only Jesus can pay that price. The Son of God. And that's what he came to do. And that's exactly what he did. Not only that, see, you need to understand, the law that God had given in the Old Testament, that law still applies to us today. We still must obey the laws of God. The law of God is a revelation of the will of God. And so, it hasn't changed. See, God is not a God that changes like you and I. God is the same God every day. He hasn't changed. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, God hasn't changed. We have changed. And that's the problem. We have changed beginning with the fall. Of our first parents, Adam and Eve. See, when we fail, our natures change drastically. It changed to a point of, again, like I said earlier, to a point of where we cannot obey God. Not willingly, not, not freely, like our first parents were able to before they fell. Before they fell, they were able to do that. They were able to obey God's laws, his commandments, his regulations, and so forth, freely. But when they fell, it all changed. When God had kicked them out of the Garden of Eden, God had cursed them. But God had promised them that he would deliver. He would send a deliverer, a savior. That would come and do all that God pleases. 
or that all that God wills. It has decreed since it, before even the foundations of this world were laid by Him. Before heavens and earth was even created by God, God had a plan and He had a will for you and for me, for all of us. And so what I'm trying to do right now, brothers and sisters, this, this evening is I'm trying to encourage you to get in the will of God and to begin to live your life in submission to God. To give your life over to Him. And to live a life of, in obedience that, or in submission to Him. That is obeying God in everything that you do. Obeying Him in the, in the, after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, during His first advent, gave us an example on how that is done. Each day, he talked about, he spoke about, he taught the Father's will. And we have written, we have a written account of what he did and how he did it. And he did it in total dependence, in total dependence and submission to God the Father. He always talked about the will of the Father. Submitting to, to, the, to the Father. The laws of God was written in his heart. And brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you right now, this is what God wants to do in each and every one of us. And, he, and, and for all those who believe, I mean, truly believe this is what he's doing. This is why I don't know if, if you haven't if you haven't come to this pl this point yet in your walk with God. You should be at a place now where your conscience speaks loudly to you. The spirit. That's what James was talking about here when he's talking about the spirit, the inward spirit. Our spirit should be speaking to us loud and clear about the will of God. If you're a Christian, if you're a true believing Christ, Christian, your spirit should be speaking to you now. And everything that you do, it should be telling you when you're doing wrong. And it will be telling you, it should be telling you when you're doing right. And you should be able to hear it. And when you are doing wrong, when your heart is convicted of wrong, that is convicted of being, of being sinful or doing something sinful or doing something against God's will, then you should be at a place of sincere sadness, sorrow, repentance, penitence. You should be at that place now in your walk with God. And if you're not, then I want to encourage you, I urge you to repent, to ask God for forgiveness, to confess your sins each day. And walk in the newness after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the spirit that he sends us. The point is submit. Out of gratitude 
for the spirit which God gives us, the richness of his glory, of his power, his love for you. Start living in submission to God. Do it now. By beginning with the simple prayer of, Lord God, I submit to you. My life belongs to you. I want to be like Jesus in all that I do. For this is what truly pleases you. Are you with me? I hope that you are. I hope that this message blesses you this evening. I hope that you'll go forth with this in mind. Go back and read James chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, which we read tonight. Meditate on it. And when I say meditate on it, I mean really sit down and read it. Read it in several different versions, I recommend. I know each and every once we normally we have our, our own version, our special version, our, our favorite version, Bible version, I should say. But sometimes it's good to read them in different versions and see what they say. And then just, just find something that you can apply in your life from this particular, I call it the pericope section. And, and begin to let it. I, trust me, it will change your life. It has changed my life within the brief time that I've been studying it. And I'm sure that it will change yours as well. Be blessed. Be well. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Bless you. Lord God, I... I I can't help but think how wonderful you are, how good you are to us. And I just pray, Father, that we don't let you down. And when we do let you down, that you will convict our hearts to seek you and ask for forgiveness, trusting that you will forgive us for the sake of Christ Jesus, our Lord, who, who's right now in your presence interceding for us speaking up for us along with the Holy Spirit because oftentimes we don't know what to pray for and when we do pray we pray amiss and so Father we need you so badly to help us as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and we pray that you would have mercy on us from day to day in Jesus name Amen